Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, gender reveal parties. Uh, get on the phone right now at 905-645-3221 or star 9900, okay? And uh, bring your opinion of gender reveal parties. They're, you know, they're the trendy thing. I don't know. They've been around for a few years now. It's the thing where you go to a party. It's sort of like a baby shower, but you're really there to f- to have the couple uh, reveal what the gender of their baby is. So it's all about the reveal of a pink or a blue color. And, you know, you've seen the photos and videos of things like blue balloons bursting out of a box, a bite of cake revealing that telltale pink filling, or an inconsolable soon-to-be older sister getting showered in, in blue confetti. Then there was the guy, um, <laughs> you heard about this recently, who accidentally started a forest fire after shooting a blue smoke, uh, smoke-filled target. Um, and, and Grandma was not happy about that. You just know that one of these had to go sour, right? Had to go wrong. But it's getting a little over the top. It's really getting over the top. And uh, here to talk about it, and the person to blame for all of this is somebody I've been wanting to yell at for a while now, is Jenna Carvonitas, the inventor of the gender reveal party. Jenna, where have we found you today? Are you down in the States somewhere? I'm in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. You know, this seems like one of those crazy California ideas that comes out of California, and you're to blame for all of this, and we're not, we're not happy. Oh, I'm so flattered. I'm actually from Indiana, and I just moved to L.A. from Chicago in 2015. Okay, all right. I started actually in Chicago. Okay, so it's not a California, flaky California thing. You're you're transplanted from the Midwest. I'm from Kentucky. Okay. (laughs) All right. All, uh, of course, we're we're, we're kidding here. Uh, But really, you kind of started this. Talk, Talk about how you started this, why you started it, and all of that kind of thing? Well, first of all, I never intended to start anything. (laughs) I just like cake. I like to party. I like to celebrate. Yesterday, I had a birthday party for my dog, and we don't even know when the dog's birthday is. Okay, that's ridiculous, too. Just stop right there for a second. I love it. I am am sick. You know what? My, My kids get bored in the summer. I'm sick of people having parties for dogs. I like dogs, but... Come on. Anyway, okay. So back to the back to the gender reveal parties and and how well, that came I'm about. The, I, I'm just the type of person. I'm saying where I'm coming from in all this. I'm just the type of person who likes to make things into an occasion. We had a little bit of trouble getting our family started. We had bought the house, had our wedding. We were ready to get. In my twenties, I'm twenty seven, and you know we start. Oh no. We've got we've I got know, yeah. we've got phone breakup. We've got phone. Break. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to move to that one little corner of whatever room you're in where you can get four bars because you're breaking up a bit on us. I'm gonna go somewhere else. <laughs> See, that's what I love. Tell a joke. That's okay. Tell well, a I, joke. I, I am a joke. Um, <laughs> you're, you sound better. Okay, I think, are we good? Yeah, you sound better now. Yeah, you sound. I'm in the mountains. That's the problem. The, Okay. Um, okay. So back to the history of the gender reveal. Yeah. So what happened was I was, uh, you know, at the twenty-week scan, halfway through your pregnancy, you find you can find out if it's a boy or a girl. And you know, I was more celebrating a milestone for myself, just like, oh, yay, we got here. And it seemed like you know the first detail you could attach to the new baby that makes the makes it more real. 
it's the first thing you can know about your baby is boy or girl. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I wanted to really elevate the experience for my family. Um, You know, my in-laws and stuff, this wasn't their first grandchild. It was my first baby, so I was excited. So I thought, you know what, I'll loop everybody into the excitement level by just making this into a cake. And I'll make two cakes. I'll make one with blue icing and one with pink icing. And then I'll ask the midwife doing the scan to just keep the information from us. We won't look at the screen. We'll have her put it in an envelope and seal it. And they were all very confused. They're like, what are you talking about? I was like, I just, I just want to do this thing for my family. So I, we had the party, and it was so low-key. It was nothing. It was just the in-laws, like two friends, barbecue, not a thing. <laughs> okay. I had a blog at the time. I was an early adapter to the blog thing. I was been blogging since the early 2000s. I put it on my blog. I talked about it on an online parenting forum, which was now defunct, but it was really popular at the time. And the story got picked up by a magazine called The Bump. And they asked me if they could do a two-page spread about me. I'm like nobody, but I was like, sure. So they did, and I spent a portion of that interview talking about this party, explaining it, how fun it was, what we did. And that, that magazine ended up being a free thing that was in all the midwife OBGYN ah, in the Chicagoland area. There That's you go. Happened. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And, and so it just kind of like went off. So did you become a celebrity after that? Like were people reaching out to you to say, okay, now give me the recipe for the specific icing you used and what kind of cake did you get or where did you buy it? Or No, no, not a chance. It was a type of thing where, you know, people see that and they think, huh, that's a good idea. That's something I can do. And they just made it their own. And toward, you know, 2009, 2010, it starts really growing. And it's really only been in the last maybe like five years. It's really started to be like an international like thing. Like, there's an entire industry around it now because it's it's had 11 years to kind of percolate in the culture, but nobody nobody was really tying it to me. And actually, I didn't even bring this up that it has been such a big deal in the past week. What happened was about a week ago, somebody on Twitter who I don't follow and I'm not really on Twitter that much anyway, they were like, I want an exhaustive history of the gender reveal. I never saw the tweets at that point. Somebody who's been following me on social media for 12 years, who I've never met, but they they remembered me. They remembered the blog. They remembered the party. They remembered the spread in the magazine. Linked me in and said, hey, I've got your girl. She's right here. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was me. You know, and plot twist, my daughter likes to wear a suit. And I thought, it didn't really even get much traction on Twitter. It was just like, you know, nobody, hmm. I don't have that many followers. I decided to go ahead and just, I thought, you know, that is kind of funny. It's just kind of like, a, I thought, kind of cute. It's like, well, you know, she's kind of cute. She likes to have short hair and wear suits, and she was the first gender reveal baby, just kind of ironic. I wrote it that in is a funny. long form thing for Facebook, and that's what happened this week. So what do you what do you think about the evolution of this, this thing that really truly began as a grassroots thing, an organic thing, a little bit of creativity within your own family, which, which is cute, certainly it is, and I'm sure you guys had fun with it, but... You, you know, it just goes to show, right? You got a little bit of, you, you, you know, you did that article. That article sits in doctors' offices all over the place. Women sit there and read it, or or men, and this happens. And and so you you must be kind of fascinated with all of these gender reveal stories and things that you've seen since, right? Or are you just sort of appalled by how things have gone? Well, my my emotions have changed. I mean, we've had eleven years to like kind of reflect on this, you know. And at first, maybe 10 years ago, when I started to see it spread, 
I was a little annoyed at myself. I thought, well, I had certainly had a marketable idea. Right. And I didn't do anything with it. It's like inventing happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, You're kicking yourself. Never saw a dime. Um, but then by the time I had my second child in 2011, I did not have a gender reveal party. I started to see them as problematic a little bit. I pushed back a little bit on the criticism because I thought, oh, you have a problem, blame a mother. It just seems like everything's the mother's fault. Like, I didn't Yeah, like that's that right. All the social problem with it seemed to be pinned on the mother. Yeah, it's unfair. Flack to begin with. Yeah, that's, uh, that's largely true. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Women, women, we talked about this uh, earlier this week on the show, that there's a lot of mommy guilt out there, and there's a lot of, there's more pressure, yeah. I think, than ever on women, and particularly mothers, uh, to live up to some really unrealistic expectations so you're right, right. on the right I track want people to be i don't want people to feel shame like oh i had a gender reveal and now it's not woke it's not socially it's acceptable. not in yeah. i'm the one who started it. are you kidding me how bad do i feel but it's okay to do better now now it's 2019 now it's like okay i don't want to shame any parents make your own choices but now we have more information let's just update them let's let's move into a different direction you know well what's your problem with them at this point with the with the gender reveal parties, so what what aggressive. bugs you about them? Well, they've become so aggressive. Okay, you know it's not just oh you you go into a cake and there's you know pink or blue. Oh great, now we know how to plan our name. You know it's more like the guns and the explosions and the forest <laughs> fires. It's, it's such an aggressive move is being attached to very sensitive information. The one-upmanship. Would you? There's one up mission, but also, would you have, would you shoot news out of a cannon off of your roof about whether your child was a dog person or a cat person, whether or not they liked chocolate or vanilla, whether or not they liked math or or like the arts? There, it's just gender it, it, is. If you're I mean, an, it, it's an, it affects your life, but it's not that big of a deal in the end. But don't you, know? you but don't you think, and and in the period of time from the time you had this first one to now, the the thing that has happened more than anything is the development of social media and and the 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 importance if you want to call it that of social media in people's lives and I'm going to say in particularly women's lives because women the statistics show that there are more women engaged in Instagram and social media than there are men there are lots of men there but it's primarily a female thing and so yeah what I'm getting at is um I think that social media platforms, and you can obviously disagree with me here, have created this kind of, uh, I want to say, narcissistic epidemic for people that are prone to seeking attention to do just that and to grab any kind of thing, in this case, a gender reveal thing, to draw attention uh, to themselves and use that to get attention. And, you know, you mentioned the crazy explosion thing. Yeah, that's nuts. But and then everybody wants to one up one another. My party's got to be better than that person's party. And then I got to take show all that on Instagram and do all of, all of that so that I can get all those likes so that I can feel really good about myself. Am I off base? No, you're right about that. I think there is a lot of pressure to, you know, produce content. It's it's hard enough if it's your job to produce content. But why? So why not just live your life? life. Oh, I'm trying to produce content. I, but here's the thing. I, I think people who are inclined to party, as I am, <laughs> I like to make the cakes, as I mentioned. You mentioned that. You know, you're going to gravitate toward, there are people who want to, to be, get attention online. And you know what? I'm not going to begrudge them. If, if they're happy doing it, that's fine. Where it becomes a problem is these ever more 
performative gender role. Like, okay, 30 years ago when I was in school, kindergarten, you know, in the 90s, all this stuff, if you, there was a trend to wear ties, you know, as a fashion statement. I was in sixth grade, I wore a tie, whatever. Nobody cared. I was cheerleader captain. I did whatever I wanted. Nobody called me a man. Nobody said I was weird. Nobody said I was non-binary. Nobody said any of that stuff about me. And now it's like the gender norms have just become so narrow. Unless you are that glittering tutu sparkle princess or you are a Hulk beast, baby. <laughs> you know, somehow you're, you're, you're out of the norm now. I don't know. I think something, there's a correlation between the, the performative aspect of social media and these narrowing gender norms. This performative aspect of it. And it's just not going to suit all the kids. You know, you have a baby, are they going to feel the need to perform this role for you? <laughs> Well, you, know, you have to think about how your kids are being born into social media. Well, I think you're exactly right about that. And I mean, there's probably three hours of show we could do just just on that piece alone. My, my concern is is just that. I have serious concerns about raising children in a social media world with no consultation about the difference between fantasy and reality. That's the part that bothers me that like there's no there doesn't seem to be enough communication going on between between parents and children when it comes to social media about sorting out fact from fiction and you know reality from fantasy and too often kids are are drawn to the fantasy part of it because they don't have the life experience that teaches them that that, that isn't realistic that that's that's merchandising of somebody's life so don't feel bad that you don't have the latest iPhone or the latest whatever or fashion statement um, that it's okay that you don't because that isn't quite realistic. Most people don't have that. That one particular person does, but most people don't and you're not alone kind of thing. That's what concerns me about social media, but it also concerns me (laughs) that those parents in their thirties and forties, and I'm an older guy, I'll grant you and I'm getting a little crusty, but those parents in their 30s and 40s they're not getting it themselves like for for some reason they're being very narcissistic they're they're looking for this attention so what chance do the kids have that's that's my concern but maybe you feel differently you're in that bracket no i could um i can see what you're saying and i i think that goes along with these these extremes i mean if somebody wants to have a party and they want to you know pop a balloon and out pops a y chromosome i don't have a party with i don't have a problem with that yeah it's the, it's, the, it's the setting up of the gender expectation because if you even look at like people who don't have kids, just women, you know, and, and on social media in general, there's a lot of this, this perform with a, with a makeup tutorial. Just uh, You need 30,000 products on your face, which I, I mean, I enjoy too. I mean, you should see me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Put of makeup on. But it's just, I think there is such a narrowing there. And it, it, you're right. The, the expectation does need to be a little bit tempered because it is not reality. It's absolutely not. You know, just because your kid does run around in a suit, that doesn't mean anything. She's, you know, just a kid doing kid stuff. And I, I don't know. I just I hate to put people in a box before they're even out of it, you know? Out yeah. of the gate, so yeah. to speak. Well, and that's a big issue in today's society in North America, whether you're in the United States of America or whether you're in, up here in Canada. The, 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 those, those social issues are identical on either side of the border. And, and frankly, they're, they're, it's not just in North America. It's, it's around the world in different places, right? Yeah, and you know, it's like also these these ever more narrowing extremes. It's just excluding people who really are part of the you know LGBTQ. I hope I got that acronym correct. Yeah, you know, it's like they are 
not fitting into that mold. And we don't have to, you know, cause pain and headaches on other people in order to have joy for ourselves. There's plenty of ways to party. How about if, you, if you're insisting on doing, you know, a reveal, do a pregnancy reveal. Hey, guess what? I've served dinner to my friends and there's peas in the pot on the plate. Guess what, everybody? You know, there's so yeah. many ways you can you can be creative and have a, and have a celebration. Outdo everybody else on your creativity, but maybe just, uh, you know, stop doing these crazy gender reveals. I don't know. I just feel like they've had their time. They're passe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think maybe the focus going forward, uh, you know, I could argue that the focus going forward should be on just humanity, just uh, the development of, of people. We're bringing a new person onto the planet. Um, Absolutely. And, Do and, a name reveal. There's only one that's going to have that. And you know what? You're going to give a pretty good indication. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. you name your kid Billy Bob. I know where this is going. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but even that. It could be a female, could be a male. Doesn't matter. It could, you know, and and you know, people are born the way they're they're born. To quote Lady Gaga, you know, like, and and that's that's part of the thing. I'm thinking you're right. As I listen to you, uh, Jenna, I'm I'm sitting here thinking she's right. You know, like we're too hung up on on gender identity, and we should be more focused on uh, just acceptance and being people, and no matter what, and just uh, going forward instead of labeling labeling everything. I mean, you put too many labels in place that nobody knows what anything is. Anyway, you defeat the whole purpose of a label when there are too many of them, yeah. don't you think? Absolutely. And there are things, you know, that should just be available to all kids. I'll tell you a, a very brief story. About yeah, i got about 30 seconds. Oh, my, my kid opened a Christmas present. It was a Lego. And she started crying when my middle children, and she's like, why did Santa bring me a boy toy? And I was like, why do you, why do you think that's a boy toy? And she said, because it's not pink. Oh, I'm like, wow. Everything has to be for everyone. We just have to make it all for all the kids. That's all I have to say, you know? Great chat. Let them uh, all play. Jenna, th thank you so much. Jenna, thanks so much for this. Uh, uh, great insights. And uh, I hope uh, we get to talk again on the air. Thanks so much for your time today. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. All the best. Bye. There's, uh, Je there's Jenna uh, Carvanitas, uh, the inventor of the gender reveal party, who says, enough's enough. Let's not get f hung up on this. It's passe. Move on to something new. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.